I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to My Millennial Career. My name is Shelley Johnson. I'm a HR consultant. M. Hey, Shell. Emily Bowen here and I work in recruitment and customer experience day to day. Today on the show, we're talking about the great resignation and um, it's been everywhere, like all over the news, all over LinkedIn. It absolutely has. And I guess Australia is getting a little bit of a heads up from America. So um, there's certainly been a lot in the media coming out of the US. They're a step ahead, but uh, we're starting to see things happening here. So if you haven't read about it, I dare say you've heard about it, you've probably started experiencing it without even realizing it. So the great resignation has, as you mentioned, Em, it's come out of what we're seeing in the US where there's been, um, I guess, a mass exodus, people are calling it, of people changing careers, people opting out of what they've been doing to try and find something maybe more like a simpler work uh, environment or career opportunity. And certainly the prediction is for next year that that will hit Australia and hit the job market and mean that businesses are in a war for talent. So the purpose of this episode is to really help if you're if you're in that space where you've been thinking about what you want to do, what does next year look like and what does it hold for you and your career, to really have a think about, I guess, what we want to look at what's happening in the recruitment space and in the job market, but then also how do you work this through? How do you take that next step? What does that next step look like? And what are some of the things that you should consider when making those really important decisions? For the reference, it is nearly December. Yeah, we're a few days away from December. I was really interested, Em, from your perspective as a recruiter, seeing the ins and outs already. What's happening right now? Well, if I can answer that question by taking us back in time a little bit, I think it will provide some some good context, some interesting context. So, COVID 2020, what we saw in the market was almost like it just froze. So, it was like people didn't want to move. There was this cautiousness businesses weren't feeling confident to hire. And it was a really tough year. If you worked in recruitment, you were thinking, oh my goodness, you know, what's my career security or my job security? Uh, You know, where's the next recruitment project going to come from? It was so wild. Like I remember thinking everywhere, all the businesses just went recruitment freeze. The phone literally stopped ringing. Like it was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to look back now, I can say it with a smile, but you know we weren't sort of smiling at the time. But uh, fast forward to now, this year has been quite different. So I, th- I don't know whether it's a case of we've been here before and so we've got more confidence in making decisions and we don't feel like we need to put those freezes in place or perhaps there are other reasons. But this year what we've seen is we cannot keep up with the jobs. So the, the job market is booming, but what's interesting is it's very much a candidate market. So one of the biggest challenges that we've got as recruitment, in recruitment rather, is actually to find 
enough candidates for the roles that need to be filled. It's quite fascinating. And I think there's been an element of burnout. So people haven't necessarily felt like they've got it in them to actually go and look for another job. But at the same time, they're also spoiled for choice. So probably the bigger challenge for us has been there are so many jobs. It's a candidate market because we need those candidates. We need those skills. And so candidates can afford to be really fussy and really picky. And if employers aren't moving quick enough, the candidates have got another job within hours and they're no longer available. It's quite fascinating, very challenging, depending on which side of the fence you're sitting on. And and I guess for if, if you're listening and you're thinking about, hey, what do I want to do in the new year? Good news for you because there's going to be, and what I'm, what I'm seeing, what you're seeing is that you're going to have options, which is epic as a candidate. Totally. I'm you were telling me before we started recording of something that happened recently uh, where you were interviewing for a couple of roles. Can you tell, tell us that story? Yeah, sure. So we uh, something that is, uh, I guess, really useful is I've got this insight across so many different industries. And what's, again, fascinating is that this is consistent across all industries. But the story I was telling you, Shell, was that we on any given day, I wish I could say, oh, the other day, you know, on this particular day, but it's actually on any given day at the moment, we're booking 10 interviews a day. So 10 candidates. For one job. For, yeah, for a job, to come in for a job. And we had a day like that last week, two candidates turned up. And the rest, what happened? No shows. So we actually jumped on the phone, um, which is part of, partly a, you know, we really need that candidate to come in, but it's also partly are you okay? Mm. You know, what, what's happened? A bit of a, I guess, duty of care call. And we just don't hear back, yeah. quite frankly. Like we are making the appointment the day before, come in tomorrow, we're moving it really quickly. We're then sending confirmation text messages and making sure that they're still on board for the interview. And then as I say, when there are no show, we're, we're buzzing them as well <laughs> and nothing. So, okay, wait, wait, wait. But do they have have they told you they're not showing up? No, oh, no. that's a bit rude. It's so yeah, it's it's so interesting. You listen to your I your sensory, but I'm like, I just think that's rude. It is, oh, <laughs> look, do you know where my mind goes? Is at the moment it is a candidate market, so you've got that choice, and you those candidates, some of them have probably snapped up another role. Yeah, my, where my mind goes is concern for recruiters. Don't forget. And yeah, I've said that you before, have said that right? Before. And you have a crazy memory. Yes. And I just, it does make me wonder, like, because, you know, when you go for a new job and you're in the probationary period and you're not sure what you want to do and if you're in or out, and it, as a candidate, because there is so much option, you have the scope to, if you don't like it, to leave. So don't burn your bridges with the recruiter, right? Because yeah. I might realise, actually, I'm six months into a new gig, don't want to be there. Em, I need your help. But actually on the last time, the last connection I have with you, I failed to tell you that I wasn't going to show up for that interview. And, and also when we called, didn't answer, you know, no follow-up. So look, whether we have really great memories off the top of our head or it's in the system, everything is tracked these That's days. Right. And I just think everyone listening would know markets go in cycles. There's going to come a time, whether it's for personal reasons or because the market switches where the tables will turn. Mm. And I just, I struggle when I see people burning their bridges because I just think it's not a smart long-term move. Yeah. And, and I think this is kind of an aside to the great resignation, but it's just like the humanity in it just, and, and I think we were, we were talking on what the Australian finance podcast about this the other day about how you 
make sure that you keep the relationships and your network in a really positive kind of space because you never know when you'll you'll need those. But I just want to flick back a second because talking about the great resignation and this sense of, you know, if we think about before COVID and after COVID. So before COVID, life was very different. I can't even remember that. But then after COVID, now we're starting to see like we've one of the uh, research findings that I was looking at um, in the last couple of weeks has been the amount of money people have been able to save. So they can save more money and therefore uh, lower their non-essential spending. And so it becomes this thing of, well, do I need to be earning this amount of money? Can I earn less money and work in an organisation that makes me happier or a role that, or a job that makes me um, more satisfied. And I think that is a really good catalyst and it's a really healthy thing for us to consider as we look at the next year and the next probably six to 12 months, what do I want? Like not what do I need, but what do I actually want? Because it is a candidate's market. And we've not only really, I guess in a really practical sense, learned to live off less, but so many people have also had those moments of reflection So taking money out of it, even taking your job out of it for a second, how many times have you heard someone say, hasn't it been nice to just have a simpler life, to spend more time with family? I miss my friends. It's made me realise how much I appreciate travel. So we've really come to understand, I think, what our values are in a really personal way. And the point of a career is to then complement that. And One of the things that you've mentioned values, Em, and I've been thinking a lot lately around, okay, let's look at next year, if I want to change jobs or pursue something new or different, there should be a few things that we try to line up. It's not just looking at team culture, but it's also, does this role give me a sense of challenge and growth? Does it align to my values? And do do I have a sense of purpose here? And I think if we can try to align those four areas and become more, um, what's the word, like selective, because you can afford to do that in what we're going to be seeing next year in the job market. Be fussier, absolutely. And there's no hurry. So although we've started to see signs and absolutely the great resignation is is underway, we've got a long road ahead before we're going to feel that shift, I believe, back the other way. So th- there's no hurry. And maybe just start to understand the market, start to apply for jobs, start to go to interviews, but don't feel like you need to be signing up for that role or accepting the first role that comes mm. along and is offered to you. If you're thinking, well, I'm not quite ready, I'll look at that in the new year, that's, you know, that's totally okay is my point because the more people that move, the more opportunities they're going to be. And to go back to what I was saying earlier, there's already so many opportunities. Now, whether this is a new idea for you or not, this idea of a great resignation, maybe if it's not, we've, we've sparked uh, a thought in your mind or planted a seed and it's about to grow. Let us just or stop for a minute, take stock and think, well, where to from here? Now, I feel like a really nice place to start is we've talked a lot about values. So while we've all had a lot of reflection time, it is still a really nice thing to do to actually think, well, what are my values? And if you're somebody who hasn't become familiar with values before or maybe how they apply to career, we have done a couple of episodes on this specifically, but we actually talk about it quite often. So let's do a little bit of a refresher. 
Shell, why don't you talk us through when somebody's, you know, looking down, staring down the barrel of, of the great resignation, what should we be considering in regards to values as a first step? I th- the values piece is so important and actually taking the time before you jump to think this through deeply because if you just go in there without having done the consideration, then chances are you, you may miss the fit with that new role. The values element for me is about what is important to me. And that can change from time to time based on your life circumstances. At the moment, I try to narrow it down. And I want to know what you think about this, but I try to narrow it down to two or maybe three values that I hold. And I was thinking about this recently. And if I list them off, one is autonomy. I really want to have autonomy in my role. And that's a deep value for me. I want to be able to choose how I work, where I work, when I work. I want to have, an, I, I value fun. If the workplace isn't fun, I would just slowly, you know, sink into a hole. Shrivel up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, either or. And the other one is growth. So am I being challenged? And the way that I've come to know what my values are is I've worked in different contexts where I haven't had that. So amazing. I, funnily enough, I reckon that when I describe my values in a career conversation to someone, I've probably only got a few as well that I, that are my go-to. So what are yours? So mine are to be able to leave a legacy. So that's this idea for me of something, being able to do work that creates something bigger than myself or something that will last longer than myself. So if I'm no longer in that business, I've left a legacy or or I've made my mark. The next thing for me is having a sense of, I guess, decision-making authority. Um, and authority sounds like such a horrible word. I need to come up with another word. But being involved in... Influence. Big, influence. Yeah, that's nicer. That is nice. Okay, decision-making. <laughs> <influence>. <laughs> no, I was thinking... <laughs> yeah, I think influence is better than authority. Yeah. Or autocracy. Okay, scratch like, that. Like, scratch those yeah. words. That are <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so, influence. So, I like to be able to influence decisions. I like to feel like I'm making a difference in that way. And... I guess similar to you, Shell, I've learned through experience that those things are important to me. I have always worked in a small business and there was a time where I really was challenged by that and thought, do I need to go and do the the big business thing just for the sake of doing the big business thing? And maybe I will one day, but for now, my concern would be that I would lose the strength of influence that I have and I've worked out how critical that is to getting me out of bed every day. So I'm not willing to give it up. It's so important to learn what matters to you because then if you go into a gig, like you said, you might go into a big corporate with, you know, 5,000 staff and realise I'm in a similar, you know, paid role and actually similar position description potentially, but I don't have the influence and I'm not going to be able to leave the legacy because... There's all these existing systems, hierarchies, processes in place that stop me from doing that. And funnily enough, I'll often be heard saying to people around me um, when I get into these conversations, I know I could go and earn a lot more money somewhere else just because of the industry or, or maybe because it is a bigger business. But I've worked out that it's just not worth it. I'm not willing to give up those things I've just described. Funnily enough, there's some overlap between us. So the third thing for me is autonomy. I really, um, I need to feel like there's the trust in me to get the job done. You know, let me know what the outcome needs to be and I will get there. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I want feedback. I'll muck it up sometimes. I'm absolutely going to ask for advice and say, this is the direction I'm heading. Is it okay? But to have that sense of trust that I'm able to do what I need to do with some level of independence is really important. It's interesting because 
the values become really clear when we don't have them. So when they're yes. not in place, it's, it's often harder to articulate it when you're in a good environment because you, you kind of just don't really know what the pain points are. So in if you think back at, over your career and you can identify a job or maybe it was a manager that you worked for or, whatever, or a culture you were in where you thought, I don't like this, what is it about it I don't like, that will help you to understand, okay, well, if we looked at it from the negative lens, what was in this, this context that was really pushing my buttons? And then that will help you see, well, then what is it that I need in my job to, and, and what are my values? And if you've some, you're someone who's worked in different workplaces or even just for different managers, think about what you miss. So if there's mm. anything that you're in the organisation now, you're in the team now and you really miss something from your past, that can be a gap as well. Hey, thanks for listening. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we've created a bunch of different podcasts. So go and check out My Millennial Money, My Millennial Money Express, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Health, My Millennial Business, and Gen Z Money. Find these wherever you're listening to this podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The final thing I would say just to wrap up values is... You, you talked about that they can change over time. I believe that they can be dialed up or dialed down and work and your career cannot satisfy every one of your values at all times. So when you're going through this process, just remember that there might be values that are satisfied in your life through other means, not through your work. And I'd argue they should you shouldn't put all of your values on your career. Like oh, that's I think so it's so unfair I on think your career. It's unfair on your employer. It's unfair on your employer. But it's bad for the individual because if if I think, oh, it's my work's job to give me the autonomy, the fun, the growth that I need and only their job, well then what happens if I get made redundant? How stressful because that's high stakes and that would keep you up at night because you would feel like, yeah, all your eggs in one basket, if that falls apart for some reason, whether it's in your control or, or more likely not, it's going to be a pretty low place to be. And I cut you off. So what else were you going to say? You're saying it, it shouldn't was- all be in your uh, career, like you shouldn't just rely on your career. You know, I'm not sure, but if I looked like I was going to say something else, it would have been about goals. So we've connected goals to values in the past and that's because your goals can change during your lifetime and so often we'll dial up and dial down different values or make different decisions about our career in order to uh, satisfy different goals that we've got. So values is a really important thing to consider in if you're thinking I might jump on and become a statistic of the great resignation you know if you're thinking about that 
Think through your values. The other element is your goals. And Em, you've you've just mentioned that. We did an episode on career goal setting. The element for me that I think is really important is purpose. So what do I feel that my purpose is for this time? Have you, Em, done like much thinking on that? What does that look like for you? Oh, wow. What a deep question. Might we add, it's Friday afternoon and you're hitting me with the hard ones. Yeah. And do you know what? It is Friday afternoon and in 10 minutes, you and I are having a beer. Yeah, we are. So we're like, <laughs> we got to wrap this up because we're really excited. Priorities, priorities. So <laughs> Which is a goal, a career goal for today. <laughs> to be able to finish on time and have a beer on a Friday afternoon. Absolutely. And aren't we lucky we've got jobs that allow us to yes, do that? that's right. Um, so look, my purpose, it's interesting. I've had a year and you guys might be about to hear me go through working out what it is actually. Um, okay, let's do it live. Ooh, okay, <laughs> let's do it live. Do you have uh, – because I've used it in the past, like the purpose statement formula. Have you used oh, that? Oh, no. Of like, okay, so well, not M, Bowen, anyway. M, M Bowen exists to X in order to Y. Oh, wow. So, okay. So can it I can't, just talk and then you can help yeah, create my statement with exactly. me? Okay, awesome. It's good, helpful to have a formula. So if you're writing it down, write it down and we'll workshop yeah. M's live. All right. So I'm just going to go to where my brain has been at or where my mind has been at this year and it's it's taken me this year to get here and I can now articulate it and that is a place that I feel like early in the year I was saying to people look they're going you know you always work so hard you're always how's work like you're always doing a lot of hours and oh <laughs> and I just yeah, oh, I don't like that conversation but it's so true um I I described it as, you know what, guys, I am riding the brakes at the moment. Like I am trying so hard to keep that under control. I cannot have another year where I go so hard that I fall over at the finish line. And so I'm going to try and grow and be better as a person. And I described it as riding the brakes. What's happened over the year is I have, I've actually... I feel become quite good at that to the point that I wouldn't say I'm riding the brakes anymore. That feels quite forced and and not gentle at all. Now, I'm just making decisions differently. I'm I'm prioritizing my work, my tasks at work differently. I'm more okay than I've ever been with what gets done and what doesn't get done and when it gets done. And this is all wrapped up in me just keeping my sanity. And so this year for me, after particularly last year, but a number of years where I've gone pretty hard, quite frankly, this year has been a, it's okay to just take the foot off the accelerator. And I'm really excited for next year because we've got some big plans at work. I know that I'm getting to have a renewed sense of energy. And funnily enough, no one's told me that I've been bad at my job this year. In fact, I would suggest that they've probably think I've been just as good, if not better at my job than I've been in the past because I have more emotional energy. I'm not as run down. And so I can actually think more clearly, communicate more clearly. And so it's been a really interesting time for me because my purpose has been to continue to be really great at what I do, continue to grow my career. But the way that I've chosen to do that is through, I guess, that personal growth and that sense of, let me just try something different here and, and see if that works. And it's, it's been quite fascinating, but I'm excited for next year to ramp it up again. And I think it, it, it's interesting hearing you say like putting the brakes on or, or whatever, riding the brakes. And I would see that as like some good healthy boundaries. And I'm very happy about that because you do do a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> I get a bit of a classic overcommitter. And do you know you what? Are. I say this all because not because it makes me special, but because I know I'm not alone. And 
it's it's just a reality I've had to face. And I wonder if, so I'm thinking about purpose because I think that's a current learning and growth opportunity that you're doing that journey. And then what's the purpose that that's serving? Because yeah. that's the, to me, that's the surface thing, but what is it serving? And I think there's a sustainability element in that M for you. It's funny you say that because... I had a boss and a mentor and, well, still a boss and a mentor, but uh, for, for a little while there, a few years ago, who would say to me, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And he was talking about my career. And it was this idea that if you fall over in your 20s and that's it, then you've sprinted too hard and you haven't finished the marathon and that would be a real shame and so on and so forth. And so when you ask, well, what's the purpose of my learnings and this idea of growth this year in particular? It's so that I can continue. You know, I'm 31 and fortunately or unfortunately, I've got a lot of years left that I'll be working and I actually want to enjoy that time. I do not want to fall over too soon and not be able to achieve everything that I could otherwise. And leave your legacy. So if we come totally. back to the values yes. and I'm oh, just so thinking good at this. about how we would craft your purpose statement because I think you, this is me, my take on you. Can I do this? Yeah. Um, and I'm a friend. <laughs> so I would say M. Bowen exists to, and it, we, you would wordsmith this, but help organisations succeed, get better, improve that there's so much in that that you do with helping businesses achieve their goals in order to have a positive impact in the world or whatever it is but it's it's those twofold things and to do that it has to be sustainable and thinking about the great resignation I mean if we go back it has to be any move that you make we want to make sure that there's an element of sustainability that you are enjoying it and that it's intentional and the best way to be intentional is to understand What's the point? What's the point? Yeah. I think we should do though like a proper in-depth thing on how do you figure out what your purpose statement is because like how do we work that out to go, well, when I go into a job, is that going to deliver or not? Because for me, I've kind of – I've been doing heaps of deep reflection and we've got to go in – we're getting beers soon so we'll probably do even more reflection. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about the beers again. But I just wonder – You know, I've been thinking about, okay, what is my purpose statement? I know my values and I know your values. And for me, one of the things that I love to do is to help organisations create epic team cultures that increase their performance. And I do that through having healthy and bold conversations at work. You know what? We're winging this a little bit. So I'm just going to throw another thought out there. As I've heard you say that, that is so powerful if you rock up to interview. If you rock up to interview and they say to you anything to the effect of why do you want this job, why are you interested in this job and you are able to articulate in a confident and comfortable way your purpose statement, like how powerful would yeah. that be to open up that conversation? But also, if we go back then again to the what you were saying before about candidates market, let's yes. talk about your values and say to the the question we could be asking in this climate is, uh, hey, recruiter, my values are fun, autonomy and growth. Tell me what that looks like in this business. And if they're like, 
oh, well, you know, we're pretty serious here. We all wear suits every day. You're like, well, you're not going to be that fun, are you? Surely not. I mean, let's not judge a book by its cover. <laughs> but, you know, I can be judgy sometimes. I feel less fun if I'm wearing a suit every day. So <laughs> I think it was Google's values that were like, you can be serious without a suit. And I rate oh, that. I love that. You can be yeah. serious without a suit and maybe you can be fun with a suit. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, that's a different organisation though <laughs> that you're not going to work at. <laughs> but anyway... The thought that I guess the emphasis of this conversation is figure out your values, figure out your purpose, do that work. We will have an episode coming out in season four on purpose. Yeah, we will now. We will now. And you'll have yours fully wordsmithed. and Well, absolutely. If I'm going to be asked what it is <laughs> on the spot, I'll go, I'll go add that to my list. Uh, your to-do list. To do, yeah. But don't do it. Just do it when you get to it. Yeah, don't. <laughs> it's all right. I'm not going to resign. So maybe I don't have that pressure. But yeah, yeah look. This has just been a bit of fun for us to jump on and talk about the Great Resignation. Maybe you've heard about it and hopefully we've given you a new way to think about it, a slightly different way to think about it. Or perhaps if if it's news to you, then we've let you know what could be coming and watch this space. Let's see how it unfolds. Let's get beers. <laughs> you're gonna want you're gonna want that edited out later. <laughs> I was like, what do I say now? Okay. Well, thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, we would love if you can follow and share with a friend and also please write and review. There's a few steps there. Love if you could do all of them. Hey, Em, always good chatting with you. Likewise, Shell. Thanks heaps. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Hey, thanks for listening. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we've created a bunch of different podcasts. So go and check out My Millennial Money, My Millennial Money Express, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Health, My Millennial Business and Gen Z Money. Find these wherever you're listening to this podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.